Yes. Hello, everybody. Welcome to where am I? Oh, here we are. Welcome You're in your basement, Jeff. Chip and Jeff. September 2020. This is our autumn spectacular. Chip, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Doing great. I'm uh, fired up. Beautiful semi-fall day today. Let me take off the glasses so you guys can see. Uh, the, uh, the I, I, call, I call it semi, semi-autumnal. Semi-autumnal. I call it semi-charm life, Chip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, I tell everybody right now, grab a steaming cup of pumpkin spice, Pabst Blue Ribbon. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, put on your favorite oversized Mike Mamula Eagles jersey. Yeah, a, a spearmint Pepsi. Spearmint Pepsi and just get into the uh, get into the mood, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. The mood that is uh, a slight bit of autumn weather. I think it's nice. I think it's good for the soul, right? Yeah, it's um, I would call it uh, nourishing for, for, hmm. the, for the soul. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's Novocaine for the soul for me. Oh, I like that. That should be a song. We should write a song about that. You think? I don't know. Eh, Maybe it probably wouldn't make a big deal. That's a lot of work, Chip. Yeah, it is. It Um, is writing a song. You got to rhyme and everything. Gross. Rhyme's hard. I do. uh, I I was listening to a songwriter. We'll get to it. We're going to tease this in the in our you know doc talk, Chip. We always talk about docs. Yeah. I watched the documentary on a Canadian's most famous singer songwriter. And um, he basically said, just rhyming words is the hardest part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They have, you know, but he didn't, probably didn't have the dictionary back then, the rhyming dictionary. Oh, no. He didn't yeah. have a dictionary back then. Yeah. They didn't have dictionaries back then. Mm-hmm. They were very big. They're in libraries. You had to check them out. And most dictionaries back then, like the Oxford English, probably 10 volumes, each volume weighing three to 400 pounds. And they wouldn't allow you to take out the reference books. You know, they, you no. know, hey, take out... Tales of fourth grade, nothing. Take out where the sidewalk ends. Yeah. But you're not taking, you know, letter G of the Britannica. God, yeah, like a young Oops. chip has to do a, uh, a report on photosynthesis. Yeah. He doesn't have the Funk and Wagnall encyclopedias at home. Goes oh. to the library, has to stay at the library so he can use the, uh, the P mm-hmm. encyclopedia series. Yeah. But Welcome hey, we're not all we I mean, we have the Internet here and we are literally broad. We could literally broadcast any piece of information around the world right now that we wanted to. Could you imagine that as a seventh grade Jeff Lyons? Mm-hmm. That was your maiden name, right? Yep. Seventh grade Jeff Lyons. Tales of. Could you imagine that this is what you could do in your free time? Right. It, my thing would be why photosynthesis sucks and the who rules. Yes. Right? Yes. What I do is talk about photosynthesis for by two sentences. Mm-hmm. And then the rest, I would argue for the who. Okay. Right. Which is, which is really interesting because I used to go to concerts when I was a teenager and just talk about photosynthesis, which is a weird, that was very unpopular. You want to talk about something popular? Hey, do you want to talk about something popular? Yeah. How about we bring a very popular comedian on our show right now? Sure. Let's uh, let, I'm going to admit him via zoom. Let's see okay. if this works. Oh, somebody's connecting to audio. Who is it? Who is it? Who's connecting to audio? Oh, we're all surprised right now. This is just a great, is it going to be Santa Claus? Will it be be Dabney Coleman? Could it be? (laughs) TV's Dabney Coleman. Yeah. This is great. Can can the person put their video? Oh my God, look at that hunk. That's a still of his, I believe. That's his headshot. I think I saw it hanging up at Helium. Yeah. No, that's, yeah, that's in, that's on the marquee. Hold yeah, on, sellers. Uh oh. Hello, David. Hi. How are you? Hello, David. I forgot to do something. Sorry. That's all right. 
Button up your shirt. <laughs> Put my pants on. Ladies and gentlemen, we are very pleased to welcome Philadelphia-based but nationally adored, mostly shirtless comedian, David James. David James, welcome into the podcast. Yay. How's Facebook everybody Live. doing? Good. doing Thanks great. for joining us on a Saturday night. That's a, that's a pretty hopping night for most people. So this is what we call a, a score, a good get. Yeah. There he is. Look at him. Hey. He's a man in black. Everybody see me? Should yeah. You have a nice, nice camera. Unlike yeah. chips, like crappy yeah. camera phone. I know. Right? Yeah. This, is actually a, this is actually a brand new laptop that David helped me purchase. He uh, oh. gave me some pointers. It's, it's, you know, it's just your average MacBook, but it's not a fan, there's no fancy camera or anything like that. Yeah, the cameras aren't bad. great. The cameras aren't great on, the, uh, on, on any of the new computers. What is your much. camera situation, David? Because you, yours is crystal clear. Um, I bought this little apparatus for like $90, and um, that means I can connect the MacBook to any outside source camera. Nice. Okay. So now, any could... camera, you can connect it to the MacBook, and you use that camera as your webcam. Okay, now explain to the listener out there. Obviously, I obviously know what this is, but for, for the layman, what is an apparatus? <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, it's, the word is adapter. And, oh, okay. Uh, okay. And, uh, it's, a, it's a video capture uh, adapter that basically takes the video signal from the USB-C port, and then it outports that into the camera. Well, that was David James, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, we, we love having you, David. Hopefully, you can come back sometime soon. Apparatus talk with Chip, Jeff, and Dave. Yeah, apparatus talk. Podcast. Speaking what are you guys hooking up to your USB? Yeah, what do, you guys, what do you guys have on your lightning bolt? Isn't there some sort of lightning? Yeah, Something that's pretty like good, that. Chip. Yeah, that's pretty For good. For a guy who needed help buying a laptop, that was a I pretty listen. good uh, reference. I'm a listener. Um, speaking of apparatus, should we talk about the apparatus that we're putting uh, in our faces tonight? Yep. Uh, do, do we want to do we want to talk, David? Are you uh, are you enjoying a beverage this evening or no? Um, I have a mixture of uh, green tea okay. and diet cherry ginger ale because I'm getting crazy. Whoa! Right, look at you! Look at you! I'm actually I have two drinks tonight. One of which is, I will show you, uh, it's it's just straight up green tea uh, in a Pink Floyd mm. glass. Everything in Chip's house is in a Pink Floyd glass, by the well, way. Pretty much. True. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, all you're drinking, Chip? No, I do have a second drink. Uh, yeah. Would you like me to share? Sure. Uh, I love it. This is this is actually in a in a dog glass right here. It's kind of like an old timey, like yeah. this is what your grandparents would have, like if mm -hmm. your grandparents had a bar in their basement, like old timey dog glass right here. That kind of looks like uh, too the soon. late great Stanley right too there. Soon. I know. Too soon. Um, so I'm drinking, and it's actually, I have a bulldog-shaped ice cube. It's like one of those, like, shaped ice cubes, shaped like a bulldog. I'm uh -huh. tasting this. This is my second drink of the evening, but it's a, the same thing. I'm, I'm sipping it for the first time. I saved it for you guys so you can watch me sip it. Segment's called, uh, What Are You Drinking? with Chip and That is good. <laughs> that is good. Made popular on the, uh, on the happy hour, Friday happy hour. Uh, not right. quite happy hour. What, what are you calling it now, Jeff? Your Mine other? was the uh, virtual Friday happy hour. Then it turned into a uh, Friday Eve fun. Mm. yeah yeah always um, what's in that chip what's in so, in so this uh this is a little drink that, that my good friend dave walk who was actually just over at our house and uh will probably be jumping on soon if he's not on already um, i'm a big dave walk fan he introduced it to me it is a hemingway daiquiri a hemingway daiquiri mm. which is uh, uh i obviously you guys have heard of uh larry hemingway the mm -hmm. uh, famous boxer mm-hmm so uh, apparently somebody gave Ernest Hemingway a, uh, and I'm, I'm looking up right now. I, I apologize. I want to give you the recipe for anybody, you know, who anybody wants to yeah, yeah. try it. Uh, it's really good. It's very tasty. It's uh, not too sweet. It's very smooth. 
Uh, but apparently the story is like uh, Hemingway went to a bar and somebody was like, try this daiquiri. And it's not like a daiquiri, like it's not like a frozen thing or anything like that. It's just liquid. Uh, but he's like, this would be great <laughs> if there was twice as much rum in it. <laughs> so then that's what they did. So it's it weird because Hemingway's such a health nut. Right. He was yeah. always watching his figure. Never. Yeah. Never put a yes, exactly. So um, it's two ounces of rum of light rum. Okay, like you know, white rum, two ounces of rum, three quarters ounce lime juice, a half ounce of grapefruit juice, and a half ounce of maraschino liqueur. Whoa! So it's a mm. lot of like basically lime, lime and uh, grapefruit juice with a whole lot of rum in it. It's like two shots of rum and like half a shot of everything else. That's a busy drink. Yes, it, it is. is. It's very tasty. Goes down almost too easy, and I'm in oh. my sec- I'm on my second one right now. Wow. Yeah. About to David, what's your go-to drink if you wanted to just go nuts one night let's say you had every bottle imaginable to you like chips drink what's that 20 ingredients you had all that what would you make um usually i have a, a bottle of the cheapest vodka that's available in the store sure and um i have some regular ice cubes nothing in shape of an animal hmm. um because i just think it encourages people killing eskimo dogs but um yeah that is true. good point um yeah. just regular ice cubes because i'm pet friendly and uh then i'll have a little uh f- you know s- flavored sparkled water from a can you know like yeah usually acme has a sale <laughs> 2.99 for 12 cans it's a pretty mm-hmm. good deal did you get that recipe at your pilates class david um i got it at cheapalcoholics.org it's okay. a meeting it's like okay. it's like an anti 12 step meeting right Right. It's just, yeah, yeah, it's the only problem that you have is that you can't afford the booze. So it's like, exactly. how, how do we get more? Yeah. Buck? It's like, how do we do this without having to get a part-time job? Yeah. Um, I like it. I'm into it. Um, if, uh, you turned me on to, you turned me on to tequila. Oh, is that Espelon? Yeah, it yeah. is. Mm. That's I'm not going to brag, but it was twenty four ninety nine. You might be able to see the, uh, the yeah. price tag. Yeah. Mm. As a, uh, person with a pretty amazing palate when it comes to alcohol i basically make my decisions on alcohol not the most expensive not the cheapest mm. somewhere in the middle closer to the cheaper side that's definitely the way to go right? that's my that's my wine pick uh wine yeah. pick if i can't find something with like a cool fun uh, cover you know like a full co- yeah. you know like a again like a dog on it or a fire engine uh, mm-hmm. i go with like whatever's like middle cheap middle cheap is what uh what i go for there used to be like if you had to bring a bottle of wine to a friend's house mm-hmm. i think it used to be take your age divide it in half and spend that much money on the bottle of wine okay here's what you do <laughs> instead of doing all the calculations mm-hmm. instead of spending the money on even a you know a relatively cheap bottle of wine it's gonna cost you 12 bucks 15 bucks whatever um, this is what you do the day after Christmas, go to your local CVS dollar store, uh, grocery outlet, whatever it is, mm-hmm. get those off brand M and M's that come in a giant oversized candy cane. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Plastic candy cane mm-hmm. tube filled with off brand M and not real M and M's off brand M and M's buy those all up, buy two dozen of them. And then every party you go to that entire year, even if it's middle of July, September, whenever it is, they're like, hey, just bring a bottle of wine or whatever. Bring one of those. You get it for like a buck. And mm-hmm. then people are like, oh, look, off-brand M&Ms. That's not what we ask you to bring, but it's novel. And then you look like a hero. Yeah. 
It's fun. Everyone likes candy. Yeah. How many parties do you get invited to for a second time, Chip? Uh, zero. <laughs> That's part of the reason yeah. I do it, so I can just stay home and do podcasts. <laughs> it really opens up your podcast schedule, Chip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I, and this is a tough question. I don't know what you want to do, Jeff. Uh, and and mm-hmm. by the way, welcome in. Uh, if Welcome in to all, to all our live listeners. Of course, this goes out as a podcast, but Facebook Live. Uh, definitely comment. Kim Chantry said, hey, David. Uh, so she said hello. Um, if anybody- Hi, How are you doing, Kim? Ooh, really nice. That's, that's nice vibrato. I like that. Um, if anybody uh, has anything you want to throw in, please do that. But uh, welcome aboard. Here's my question for you, Jeff. Should we get to know David more? Yeah, I think right now we have a pretty good idea of who David is as a person based well, on the three answers he's given. Yep. But I think we could go more in depth, Chip. Okay, we'll call this segment Getting to Know David. Getting to Know David. I like that. Um, so David James, very funny, Philadelphia-based stand-up comedian, former roommate of one of us. I'll say it. It's me. Uh, <laughs> David and I were roommates back in, David, I'm going to call it 2007, 2008-ish. Is that... Um... Probably, probably like, yeah, 2008 to 2009, yeah, 10-ish. Somewhere, yeah. somewhere around there. And uh, we lived in good old Devon, Pennsylvania. Yes, which I, uh, since I was a black person and I just moved there, I incorrectly pronounced it as Devon. Devon, well. Yeah, I mean, you know. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I want to hear something just real quick about, before we get real in deep, into in depth into these questions. Kids in the 80s would steal and take the N off all the new wave kids in Devon because of Devo. So they would paint yeah. over it. They would take the, the N off the signs. It was actually a big problem. Probably the only problem ever for Devon PA to have where the police <laughs> had to actually do something. Right. Yeah. right. That's yeah. funny. Uh, in, the t- in the small town that I grew up in, uh, we did the same thing. They just took the P off of the end of the word for our town. And like oh. Pete Pujada was like their favorite band. Uh, I grew up in uh, Pearl Jamp, Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> very small town people don't know it it's not really incorporated anymore uh but that was a that was a fun one uh so let's get to know david here uh former roommate uh, we're, we're gonna work backwards to a certain extent uh to sort of one of his most recent product uh projects products too uh kidnapping season apparatuses his his latest apparatus kidnapping season <laughs> his album out on itunes and spotify and wherever Bandcamp. Find it. Bandcamp. Amazon, Napster. Yeah. Uh, LimeWire. Don't Devon. go to LimeWire, though. <laughs> Check it out on Devon. Uh, very funny album. D- uh, David, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, Kidnapping Season. Uh, w- why should people buy it? And what was the, uh, what was the process of, of making that album? Um, basically, it was the last thing I did before COVID hit. So in case I get COVID and I die, then that's going to be you like the last to- thing. That, that's going to be what's in the documentary. I was trying to think about this because I can't because there, I have no concept of time anymore. Nobody does. When when was that? What was the date? Do you uh, remember? February fifth. Okay. All right. So yeah. So right yeah. before. Yeah. So it was right before COVID, and uh, actually, it um it was still called the Asian flu at that point. Yes. And it was actually appropriate to call it the Asian flu because you had a did, were you, didn't you talk about it in your yeah 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 you had a bit about it like we were all joking hey. Look at this flu that's coming around. Nobody's going to get it right. Because like, it was like the bird flu. It was a joke. Yeah. Yeah, it was a joke. 
Yeah, so then I actually said the words Asian flu. So I might get some Trump fan. Hey, Trump fans, if you like comedy, there's a particular bit in there that you're going to love. Everything else you'll hate, but that one particular bit you're going to love. There's 50 seconds you will enjoy my comedy yeah. and 35 <laughs> minutes that you will hate. Actually, I think it's the very first bit of the album. So <laughs> if you want to save yourself some time, just listen to track one and then uh, don't listen to everything else if you're a Trump fan. Yeah, and then you're good. Yeah. I saw an ad for David Al David's album on a Fox News website. It's weird. It's but yeah, yeah. you got to get it out there, right? I would actually take that so quick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually have it on my on my website, Qdevon. Uh, it's, uh, it's I have a lot of truths on there. So, um, so this was your first album. Uh, how did how did you approach it? Like putting it together as far as like I mean, was it just a regular night for you, or did you really focus on like, hey, this is a piece of like. Uh, and, and I'm trying to think, and uh, how far back did you go as far as like bits that you had? And I mean, it was sort of like a culmination of things or is this, I know, obviously there's a lot of recent stuff on there, uh, but there how, did maybe, you, how did you attack that? There was probably maybe 10 minutes of like super old stuff, just because there's a lot of things I just had grown past and I just didn't believe it anymore. So but I you want to get even, it out there, right? Yeah. Well, I wasn't even doing it anymore stand up period, you yeah. know? So a lot of stuff I just didn't even do just to like, Put a bit on there that i don't do anymore kind of thing because like i just not into the bit anymore so it was more just kind of picking what i like and then um and then there was a lot of stuff where i did i left off the album because it was just too new and i feel mm -hmm. like i could make it better in the future but yeah. uh it was mainly i think i tried to make it like a flow like a story like everything just kind of went back to back flowing into another thing mm -hmm. you know and then like certain bits i had to like put before other ones so like if I'm saying something else, I didn't want to come across as homophobic. So I had to put like a bit before that that shows that I wasn't homophobic kind of thing, where if you don't do those bits in that order, then people will like, you know, they'll tighten up like they do nowadays. Right. And, and I think that's a, that's an interesting thing because it is like it is a big piece where you can't and it is you're just putting it out there sort of non sequitur and like without context of like, this mm -hmm. is one night of who I am. And if somebody stumbles upon you and they hear that one track, you're like, what is that? But if you set it up in a certain way, if it's not taken out of context, then it uh, yeah. yeah, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah, because it was a, um, um, I'll try to make it as quick as possible. So it was like a, there was a bit where I was talking about how I get annoyed by, by extra people. So basically just anyone who's extra, whatever they are. Mm -hmm. Like and over so, the top? Yes, yeah, yeah, over the top extra people. So um, there was a bit that I was talking about going to a karaoke bar because I hated these hipsters I was dealing with in Portland. And so I was basically saying I hate the hipsters because they were extra hipsterish. And so I went to a gay karaoke bar and watched karaoke and drag queens and had a blast afterwards by myself. Right. Yeah. So that's like if I didn't put that bit first before I was talking about an extra gay dude I knew, then they're going to think that I'm like, you know, anti-gay. So it's like I had to put it in that order to realize for them to realize I'm anti-extra instead of anti a particular thing. Yeah. It's like I'm anti-extra anybody. If if somebody were to like pick out if they're on Spotify or whatever like the quintessential David James track on that album, your favorite one is the title track. I mean, the title track is a great. I mean, I don't know if it's called Kidnapping Season. If you have a track called that, obviously there's a joke. Yeah, there is one. Them. Yeah, is that is that your what, what do you think your favorite like the, your, the um probably the smells like probably smells like Teen Spirit. <laughs> okay, that's a good one. Track yeah. one, side one. Yes, I mean you. I couldn't understand all of what you were saying, but the I thought the rhythm was good. It was a song I was writing to a deaf girl. Okay. 
And um, I was just kept on trying to introduce myself to her and she just never responded. You're like, hello, hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Lionel Richie actually did that with, with a, a young blind lady and uh, she sculpted his face uh, in, in mm -hmm. a song. She didn't do a great job. No. The sculpture was not great. No. You know, I mean, no. but for a blind person. But then again, yeah. you know, if you're going to be sculpting blind, you better be like, you know, like an expert. You better be a gift from God. In her defense, there were people dancing on the ceiling while she was trying to do it. So very yes. distressing. Yeah, all, all night. They were doing it all night long as well. Too. Was it like all night? Like, it was all yeah. night long. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he, uh, he, here's you know, I was just thinking about Lionel Richie the other day, as you do, as you do. Mm -hmm. And like I, you know, I, I'm not super up on like what what the kids are listening to these days, but. Um, you know, I remember being like seven years old, being a Lionel Richie fan because yeah. I was on the radio and it's like, I love Lionel Richie. So like, hello was a big song that we like, but that's not for me as a seven year old. It is though. You're you know, seven and that's on the movie, radio and yeah. it's popular. And that's, it, what yeah. You, yeah. that's what you do as a seven year old. Every movie we watched had power ballads back then. Yeah, that's that's true. Well, speaking yeah. of power ballads, uh, what was the one, the, the, the ballet one, the ballet movie that he did, uh, Oh, uh, Lionel Richie! Do you remember the? Was it Save the Last Dance? No, that's um, Michael Beatles and Jeff uh, Gregory Hines. Do you remember Gregory? That? Oh, oh, White God. Knights. White Knights. Mm. White Knights. Was it Say You Say Me? Was that the song that Lionel Richie did for that? That's Michael like Barishnikov. Be say you, say me. That's yeah. the way it should be. Ah, uh, yeah. And I think that was uh, it was a power ballad about the fall of communism. I mean, oh. who doesn't? Who doesn't want who doesn't love that theme it's in fact i think stevie wonder wrote that song for lionel richie what? really okay maybe i could be making that up i know he wrote something but i think that's something he wrote for lionel richie he also made a uh, a bust of his head uh also mm -hmm. not very good white yes. knights that's right david held chiming in with white knights white knights um uh what my, also one of my favorite uh, velvet underground songs white knights white heat oh great there song. you go uh, so getting back to getting back to David, um, getting back to kidnapping season, getting back to kidnapping season. Maybe I would say oh, to answer your album name, David. <laughs> when Chip, yeah, people we, love people love the album name. Yeah, um, we were talking about you last podcast, and when Chip said that was, I literally it's one of those moments where you just gag laughing while I was drinking, and I was just like, Damn, I've been thinking about it all week. I'm just like, that's it's perfectly scary, but it's so emotive, and it can go so many ways, like. Who are they kidnapping? Who deemed this a season? How long yeah. is it going to last? I, I love everything about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the track maybe I like the most is a track called Animals. Yeah. Okay. Anything about know. animal ice cubes or just animals? <laughs> just animals in general. Okay. I just plus, wanted to keep Chip it's, interested. It's, plus it has a joke at the end that some people would kind of got squeamish, you know, because it's a joke reference to the police and then George Floyd happened. So now everybody's not getting squeamish about it anymore. They're like, yeah, they're all woke about it. So yeah. it's just funny to see like the, the, the tide turn. So you are, the, yeah. you were, you're, this album recorded on February 5th, uh, big premonition for a lot of things that happened in 2020 this year. Like you're yes. just, you're nailing yes. each and every one of the, uh, each and every one of the hop. Wasn't one of the chips. I mean, one of the tracks called the death of chip Chantry, David. Um, no, okay. that was actually one of the tracks that I cut out because I felt bad about it, mm -hmm. you know, and plus I didn't want to give a hint, hint kind of thing. Gotcha. I just wanted to, you know, have it happen naturally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will say, I want to say it was in 2011 ish. I mean, we can obviously look it up, 
but I used to do a show at Helium, of course, where David recorded it uh, with Helium Records, the, the, uh, the comedy label that I recorded my last album, Swingers Party, on. Uh, but I used to do a show at Helium called uh, Good Evening with Chip Chantry. It was kind of like a late night talk show thing that I hosted, a, a monthly show. And I, the, the whole reason I did it, I did the whole thing myself. I put it all together and I, I wrote the whole thing. I booked the whole thing. And it was, a, and really the only reason I wanted to do it, they gave me the show, was so I could do a weekend update segment where I could just do topical jokes. I mean, that's all I wanted to do. So I was like, well, I have to do this whole show just so I can do this 10 minute segment. And one of the jokes that I did, and I, I had the screen down at Helium so you could see like almost like over my shoulder where it was like, you know, it was, it was a joke about the president. The president was up or, or whatever. Um, I made a joke. I was like, uh, breaking news, uh, singer songwriter, Amy Winehouse has just overdosed, blah, 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 blah. And then I said, Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. Uh, that's next month's, uh, that's next month's story. Sorry. And then I just went to the next one, throw away joke. Terrible. Two, we two weeks later, uh, I had, uh, the next month I had to, uh, apologize because it did come to fruition. Chip Chantry, you'd Pink Floyd voodoo to murder Amy Winehouse. Breaking news. Yeah. Breaking news. Yes. Yes. Oh, um, Stephen Charles was said, glad you're back. He ran to the show today. So uh, thank nice. you for listening. I appreciate that. That's great. Uh, we're not running. We're making you do the work. We're making the listener do the work by running. We've decided to take the back seat and do as little mm -hmm. physical effort as possible. David, are you originally from Philly? Uh, no, but I, um, I, my I come from a broken family mm -hmm. uh, of divorced parents and then bouncing around between different relatives. And my dad was also in the military, so he moved around a lot. So thanks for bringing that up. Um, yeah, I just thought it'd be uh, fun. Conversation yes. starter. Well, David, it was great to talk to you. And, so, uh, <laughs> actually, you know what? I thought of a, a funny story about a dead singer. <laughs> since we're talking about that so um in college um, i had some african friends and so uh i would go to like their african parties with them and so i for it's such a it's such a divide between like the african-american experience versus people who came from certain countries like i had friends who come from ghana they're fine nigeria they're fine but like i had a friend who came from liberia and that's a whole different thing where they had to you know escape pretty much yeah mm -hmm. and um so it was one of those things where I had to realize how they reacted death versus how we reacted death because they're just been around so much shit, you know? So I'm at this party and the music's going. It's like, boom, 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 boom. Then the DJ stops. He goes, everybody, the singer Aliyah is dead. Aliyah is dead. The singer Aliyah is dead in a plane crash. She is dead. She has no survivors. A singer Aliyah is dead. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it was like, and I'm the only one sitting there, like, fuck, Ali is dead. And like, everyone's just dancing their asses off. And I realized my friend was like, he's like, yeah, my family's dead. Get over it, bitch ass American. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and he's like drunk off of two fucking um, Mike's lemonades. <laughs> like, he's calling me a bitch for, for pausing because Ali is dead. And I was like, oh, yeah, they got a different experience than we do. Oh, man, I, I hope he kind of worked it into the song, into the track. Like, Aaliyah, Aaliyah, Aaliyah. <laughs> oh, my God. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I did a show one time. Uh, it was called Nerd Night. They used to do these shows called Nerd Night. And it was, like, all over the country, even uh, in different cities where it was, like, self-proclaimed nerds had these shows where there'd be, like, five. Did you ever do one, David? Did you ever do Nerd Night? No, I'm not a dork. Well, okay. Um, so they would have like five acts and two of them, two or three of them would be 
either like music, comedy, some sort of entertainment, and then two or three of them would be like an intellectual, like some sort of scholastic presentation. Like the one that I was on, there was a woman who did a PowerPoint presentation because she spent six months down uh, in Antarctica doing this research and she like shared her research, you know, and the, the, there was a guy who was like an expert locksmith and he showed you how to like pick a lock and like, here's how the lock mechanisms work. So it was like nerdy, but fun and entertaining. And then there'd be like a musician and a comedian. So um, I wasn't, I was supposed to go fourth at this show and I was upstairs at Milk Boy at 11th and Chestnut. I was all the way in the back room. It is shoulder to shoulder nerds. <laughs> I was supposed to go fourth. The first woman goes up, does her Antarctica presentation. And the woman who was the host was just like ran it. She wasn't a very charismatic person. Uh, and she's like, all right, um, I guess I should tell you by now, I guess most of you have heard. Now, remember, this is a room of 250 nerds. nerds. She goes, I guess uh, some of you have heard by now, uh, you're getting the alerts, uh, Steve Jobs has just passed away. <laughs> like the king of the nerds. Steve Jobs has passed away. Well, okay, well, we're at, we have time for a comedian. <laughs> Please welcome Chip Chantry. I was supposed to go two acts later, but she got the order mixed up. So then I had to push my way to the front of the room through nerds, through nerds, right? Who are literally in tears about the death of Steve Jobs. <laughs> it's clutching. Just they're just tapping their iPhones together. Yeah, just, just, <laughs> just up there. Yeah, trying to triangulate with the with heaven. How many Steve Jobs jokes did you have to just cut right then and there? Yeah, I was just like, well, I guess, I guess so let's get nope. let's get rid of this mock turtleneck right now. <laughs> you should have been like, well, I know one job that's available. Mm-hmm. Speaking of jobs, I want to talk about this, David. Mm -hmm. I, now, you may not want to. We can totally move on from this topic, and I, we will give you this. Uh, Jeff, I'm going to give him carte blanche. Uh, he can edit this out of the when we actually do the podcast. Um, you, David and I lived together, like, like we said, around 2008, 2009-ish. Uh, we were both young comedians. We were trying to make our, our bones as comics, but we both had day jobs. Uh, I can, can we talk about this, David, or do you not want to get into this? You don't have to get well, too. Which day job are you going to bring up? Uh, Lion Tamer. <laughs> um, due to a pending lawsuit with a lady named Carol Baskin, I don't oh. know if I should go <laughs> into bitch. this. That yeah. bitch. <laughs> By uh, the way, I, I know what you're going to ask if we're fine with it, but a, a quick thing: I got so excited where I was like trying to uh, like say something on the phone, like you know, like um. Like you're just trying to give like a license plate or something like that. And it's like, right. C isn't Carol. <laughs> <laughs> but it just came out of me and I just started giggling on the phone. Please and the person bitch. had no idea what I was talking about. And they just thought I was crazy. Oh God. So, um, so, so we'll, we'll, we'll very briefly talk about this, but so I was a young comedian trying to become a, a full-time stand-up comic, but I was a fourth grade teacher during the day as, as many people know. So I kind of had to walk that line of like, I can't put too much stuff out there on the internet. Can't be too dirty. Was always worried that a parent or a kid would find it. Worried that a parent or a kid or administrator would be in the, uh, in the audience. Uh, David, you had a similar, but much more uh, uh, drastic, I would say, uh, situation. Do you, want, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Um, I'm trying to remember what story this is. <laughs> oh, no, there was no specific story, just about your situation. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. I thought there was like a particular start. No, um, no, no, no. No, I was working in Montgomery County uh, probation parole. Um, that was right before I think I started working in the drug court unit. Yeah. And uh, 
Yeah, so like I just basically started using a fake name when I started comedy because I was actually a social worker in Chester, Pennsylvania my first year when I first started comedy, which was the shittiest job and the shittiest experience I've ever had in my life. The fact that social workers basically get paid nothing and they deal with these psychotic people is absolutely ridiculous. But uh, did that for a year, then I went to probation parole in Montgomery County. And so uh, I actually was successful in, in hiding the comedy thing because my attitude um, or my personality during probation parole was basically just a, I guess, a fake personality pretty much. And you know, yeah. and that's the way when I was teaching too, and I, yeah. I, I definitely felt bad to a certain extent to like the kids and cause it was like, oh, I could be a lot of fun with these kids. I had some fun sometimes with them. Yeah, but like, yeah. I definitely played that other role of like, mm. I'm gonna be serious when I was in this classroom cause I was so afraid of like, my other identity coming out that it's like if hey if I was like the crazy fun one they're like oh yeah he's a comedian too and it's like if I'm like Mr. like serious I would be uh you know I would totally throw it off so it was that yeah it was interesting David, what uh what name did you go under when you first started comedy David James so this yeah my, my James isn't my last my real last name oh okay got so you yeah. kept the name yeah so I just yeah. kept it yeah and just remind everybody what is your real last name and the last four <laughs> digits of your social um just Ebenezer of your social. 6201 okay so yeah so we had a we had an interesting because it was yeah, we were both hiding for for very different reasons because he he wanted to keep away from his uh parolees and I wanted we were to also two males living together in the closet but besides yes. that in in Devon Pennsylvania yes, Devon yeah. How did you two choose Devin? Oh, because it was close to your work, Chip, and kind of like halfway. Well, David had already lived there. Oh, okay. Uh, actually, with one of his uh, African friends. Yeah. Uh, yeah, with one of his African. And friends. like Chip, Chip had just gotten a divorce. Yes. And um, she took second, the kids. Second divorce. Yeah, se yeah. Oh, that's right. Second divorce. Mm -hmm. And so uh, once third. My, I'm sorry. Third. 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 Oh, that's my yeah. bad. So third yeah. divorce, and um, my African roommate was getting married, and so he was moving and buying a house, and so Chip was like, "Hey, man, I'm out in the streets." You know, and so I was like, hey, you know, you can stay here. Yeah. Yeah. Chip, yeah. all your stuff was on the lawn of your ex wife's house, right? Yes. Just scattered, thrown from a window. And, and yes. the crazy thing is, he was like, hey, can you pick me up? And he gave me this address, and I'd never been to Kensington before. Right. <laughs> so it was just like really weird because he's like fighting with all these people trying to take all his stuff that's on the like the, mm -hmm. the you know, in front of the house <laughs> that he got and kicked it, out it of. It didn't help. The neighbors didn't respect me, especially because they see that I've been kicked out. All the stuff is out on the front lawn. Yeah. Plus I am dressed in a, a child sailor suit holding an oversized lollipop. Lollip. Yeah. And uh, I, I was not very popular in Kensington. I was glad to, to move on to Devon because it was, uh, yeah, they were not, they were not kind to me there. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, like uh, it was just, you know, just sometimes, you know, a friend needs a helping hand. Yeah. I love it. And that's what it's like did. the beginning of a sitcom guys. It really, oh, honestly, yeah, I, I've thought about that for a while. It's like, yeah, it's two comics. Uh, one's a parole officer. One's a fourth grade teacher trying uh, uh, trying desperately to leave both of those jobs and, and leave them both behind, which we've both done. We've both moved on to, I don't want to say bigger things or better things, <laughs> but other things. Yes. We've both moved on to dreams. Exactly. Which brings me to my next question, David, or next topic that I want to talk about real quickly is how are you dealing with stand-up comedy in the age of coronavirus, like wh what have you what have you been up to as far as doing some live? I haven't I haven't gone. I've done some Zoom shows. Uh, I haven't done anything live yet. I believe you have. Mm -hmm. uh, what's What's your take on it? And what do you think is What do you think the next year? What do you think the next two years? What do you think the next five years is going to look like? I think um, 
Well, I guess we just start listing singers that are going to die. But um, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I did his, I did one paid Zoom show and it was absolutely horrible. It was mm -hmm. a shit show. Like it was 10 minute set and um, and it was like for some dude's birthday party that his girl put together or something uh, like that. Uh, and she's like, she's like, okay, they like rap music. They like bitches and they like Rick and Morty. I'm like, okay. I was like, whatever, it's 10 minutes. And they're all just staring at me through the entire set and one guy's passing out like four times mm -hmm. or, like in a 10 minute set yeah so it was absolutely brutal and then uh live shows i've done a couple at punchline and then i did one in the backyard of a house in east falls last night how'd that go uh it was it was good but like i felt like the nerd because i was like one of the only people pretty much wearing a mask Oh, so, really? okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, so like it was like, and, and by the way, we should say it was a Batman mask. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. and um, and so, but it, yeah, but I was like, oh, I guess everybody's past this, you know, more than me. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I mean, it was fine, you know. But it was just kind of weird just getting back into, because trying to do stand up on Zoom or just hanging out in Zoom shows or whatever, it's just there's no way to mimic stand up. You can't do it. Yeah, it's a it's a very different rhythm it's like it's like uh yeah like i'm trying to think of like uh if you're a, you know it's like it's like if you're a uh if you're a tennis player and then you start playing racquetball they're like it's the same thing and it's like no it's a completely different thing like it's it's a different movement Chip, that's a very Devin comment did you like that tennis <laughs> racquetball. i was part of a racket club there yeah right. but it's like it's people think it's like well just tell your jokes and it's like no it's it's it's, it's you have to make it of it's a completely different situation. And like, I've, I've had a couple of Zoom shows and, and some of them are some of them have been really fun. I've had one or two that have been great. It, mm -hmm. it, it, it really helps if you have generous laughers. I did yeah. one, uh, our friend Nicole Yates from, uh, from Los Angeles. She runs one with a guy named uh, Jimmy Calloway, who mm -hmm. actually I do want to give a plug. Uh, the Worm Turns with Jimmy Calloway uh, is a great podcast that I, I got turned on to because I, I met him through Zoom. He's a comedian from LA or at least currently in LA and uh especially uh Jeff you would you would definitely like it I'm, I'm, I'm looking this up now I want to make sure that I'm getting it right yeah the one while, while you look it up I might this is probably a yep. very dumb question but you guys can hear people laughing on zoom like sometimes like if if people have their audio on some people are muted um, yeah some people are muted yeah it's 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 hard so it's can you request I mean I'm just trying to like think of the like verisimilitude of what you guys do what you need the the interaction could you request being like hey could everyone have your mics on so when i hear your uproarious laughter it fills me with joy to go on right and it's a double-edged sword because it's like i would love that but at the same time if there's a oh. dog barking in the background kids running around or oh yeah you're right whatever it might yeah. be so it's you kind of want it but you kind of don't. sometimes it's nice if you have like the the one thing in, in jimmy calloway who by the way the worm turns great podcast that he, that he has uh, it's a lot of like, it's mostly, he plays music. It's like a music show and it's a lot of garage rock and it's punk rock, but garage rock, it's a lot of fun. But um, he was just such a fun laugher that he laughed at everything. So I just focused on him. Mm -hmm. and, you know, and, and that's the thing to do too, is to, even when you're doing a live show in a club, it's like, I used to try to win over because as comedians, we there could be a hundred people laughing. And then that one lady sitting there with her arms folded and we focus on that lady because we're just gluttons for punishment. So, uh, but what I learned is like, no, go to your crowd, go to the people who are enjoying it. So if I see some people who are laughing, whether it's 
in a club or on Zoom, I'm going to focus on them. And then hopefully that is contagious uh, and spreads like a virus, like a very contagious mm-hmm. airborne virus right. uh, to other people. And hopefully well, we, everybody gets infected by it. We got yeah. a great comment. Uh, comedian Joe Moore, one time guest of Junk Miles to Chip and Jeff, beloved comedian Joe yeah. Moore. David did one of the funniest Zoom comedy things I've seen yet during quarantine. I David, think I know, you know what, what that is. Joe is referring to. Um, no. All right. Well, we're going to ask Joe for more information. Joe, you're probably putting the kids to bed right now, but we need more info there. I would imagine anything that David did during a Zoom thing was funny, but this is the funniest thing. So this is like a teaser. So Joe's going to get back to us. And it's uh, probably something from sucks to be quarantined. What's on, which on it's on Sundays. It's run by Kat Mosley. And it's just a bunch of comics coming in and like doing three to five minute sets, but it just kind of turns into a bloodbath eventually. <laughs> and like, and like someone's doing a set and everyone's just like typing in comments, talking about the person's hat or background. <laughs> like they're like, you know, they're making fun of like someone's doing a show in their grandmother's living room, you know, and there's all this like, you know, yeah. like all this stuff in the background. So it's like people just get ripped apart eventually. That's weird because Philly comics it's usually are very place. tame with each other. You don't <laughs> yeah, normally very polite into very polite standoffish. There is yeah, this right? one kid that we they had encouraged to sing um WAP, wet ass pussy song. <laughs> but he was like he was like it's one of the best rap songs ever. I mean look at the lyrics and he's serious. Mm-hmm. He's like, these lyrics are just the best. <laughs> he's just like, we're like, he's, and he starts singing. I was like, hey man, like, you know, like study the lyrics and come back and we'll, and then 12, 12 minutes and try to do the song and everybody will be quiet. <laughs> and like, we like lured him into doing it. Oh, <laughs> God. Oh, we got a Joe Moore update, everybody. Joe Moore update. Joe Moore update. It is shaving the hair thing. David James shaving the hair thing. Yes. Oh yeah. I went on this improv rant about, um, the beginning of uh right after the George Floyd thing where they were like um uh oh he's back um where they were talking about like it was a false story but they're saying that white women were shaving their head for uh for black for black lives matter mm-hmm. and i was just imitating what white women were shaving their heads for and who were they dedicating the strands of their hair to and he wouldn't give up like they were trying to like move on from david and it, it, this yeah. went on for minutes like minutes and minutes and minutes where you just wouldn't they would try to redirect and david just wouldn't let it go it was i'm sure it's probably out there somewhere you can see it yeah and i think i just kept on uh improving it and then they then they, eventually they muted me <laughs> to make me stop is and getting then, uh, muted on a zoom thing like the old-timey shepherd's crook where they drag you off the stage <laughs> it was more like uh like he's like he's not going to stop so we have to you know, <laughs> you know but i tricked them you know i i behaved for a little bit mainly because they cut me off and put me in detention but nice. uh, once they let me back i started again yes he did yes he did hey chip uh jeff People love one of the things people love about our show. And I think it's it's right, rightfully Mm -hmm. so that they love is our amazing topics we bring up. Yes, we have topics. So here, David, I don't know how familiar you are with our podcast, with our show, but uh, uh, unlike other podcasts, what we do is we uh, come up with topics and then discuss Mm. those topics. And people really see it's something that we invented Mm -hmm. and people really seem to, uh, you know, take a shine to. Yeah. Chip, the uh, the first topic on our big board of topics is uh, 
Autumn Activities, Chip. Now, I know you're a big fan of you and Kim, loved executive producer, Chim, 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 Chim Chantry. Chim Chantry. Chim Chantry. She's also an alliterative name. Chip and Chim Chantry. Kim Chantry. I know you like going out, doing full activities. Can you give us a few, Chip? Maybe. Uh... Yeah. Uh, by the way, it's feeling very autumnal out there this evening. I'm, I'm excited about it. I do love the summertime, but uh, like in the fall, I, I used to be afraid of the fall. I used to not like the fall because even as a teacher, that meant I had to go back to work, had to go back to school. Don't have to do that anymore. Uh, so I, I'm enjoying the fall. Uh, but yeah, you know, people go, they like to get their pumpkin spice coffee. Mm-hmm. They like to go pumpkin picking. Mm-hmm. They might go apple picking or, or maybe on some sort of hayride. Um, I, I hope, I'm sure you guys have some favorite activities that you like to do, even if it's a, Hey, just going to the going tailgating at a, at a football game, a high school football game, yeah. or, a, for, or maybe getting some spice wafers at, at Acme's. Um, one of the things that I like to do, and I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that both of you have been there, uh, mm-hmm. this year coming up, uh, and they're doing it. It's going to be a little different this year. I think it's October 8th this year. Um, they're doing it a little bit differently, obviously because of COVID. Uh, but it's the 40, I can't believe it's the 48th annual Doylestown squash squash. Mm. And, uh, basically what they do is, uh, all the people in Doylestown get together, obviously distance, they bring their favorite squash, their favorite gourd basically. Mm-hmm. And then they just squash it, you know, Gallagher style. They all bring mallets that are painted ultimately orange, yellow, that type of thing. And, on um, you know, they do a big countdown almost like new year's Eve, but they squash, uh, their favorite squash. And it just, this, the odor over the next few days in town is horrific, uh, but they refuse to clean it up because it's tradition. <laughs> so I'll be going to that on, I believe it's October 8th this year. And uh, yep, uh, they also have, I know at the, I go to that festival a lot too, uh, bobbing for gourds. They do. Uh, <laughs> four people uh, passed away last year. Yeah. Oh, uh, it is a very rigorous uh, thing to do. Yeah, it, it, is, it is very... You got a very strong jaw and teeth. You really do. And if you don't have that jaw, uh, it's you're going to pass out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What else we got, Chip? What else you like uh, to by do? By the way, uh, Stephen uh, Charlesworth said, uh, Chim Chim Chantry, Chim Chim Chantry. You know, mm-hmm. obviously from, uh, from Mary Poppins. I find that highly offensive. Uh, that is my <laughs> wife that we're talking about. Please, no one called Chim Kim Chim Chi anymore. Chim Chim. Right. And, and I think, you know, I, I think that uh, Mary Poppins is something that you don't make fun of. I think it's nope. one of those topics. Uh, I was raised in, I don't know how Stephen was raised, obviously not as good as me, but, it, you know, you don't talk about politics, religion, or Julie Andrews movies. True. Yep, it's true. Is that, is, that, is that how you were learning? He's like, you don't talk about politics. You don't talk about religion. Do not talk about Sound of Music. Do not talk about uh, Mary Poppins. Right. You don't just, talk about, uh, I'm just, trying to think. Yeah. Just Princess. chimney sweep those things under the rug. Exactly. That's right. what you have to do. Chimney sweep those things over the rug. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he did apologize. Stephen is apologizing. Uh, we'll get back to him if I accept his apology uh, later or not. I'm going to, I'm going to make that decision. And Fun we'll- fact. Um, Chim Chantry was actually the name, the adopted family uh, chimp from the Chantries. <laughs> Yes. Um, who passed away years ago. And that's another reason why he shouldn't be bringing it up because yeah, we did have a chimp yeah. uh, that did rip the faces off a number of our neighbors. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Lawsuits are still pending. I'm not allowed to talk about it. So I feel like I can't defend this and really go after Steven because yeah. uh, of the, of the, the chimp attacks. And I just like people that, still try to give uh, Chip's family the middle finger in the neighborhood, except they can't. They can't because, because they don't have fingers have left. Bitten off. Oh, yes. By a, by a baby chimp. Yes. Yeah. Everybody so. assumes they just play with fireworks, but no, it was just uh, yeah, it was just chimp chantry. 
Yeah. Some chantry. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Stephen, you stay tuned, and we'll uh, we'll see if 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 I can if I don't repress those memories by the end of the podcast, I will decide if I uh, forgive you or not. Chip, can I give you a, a family one we like to do a fall yeah. activity? That fun autumnal alt- hmm. activity. Go ahead. Um, jump in a pile of leaves, right? But you update that old classic by using cabbage and lettuce leaves as opposed Ooh. to leaves right. from a tree. Mm. Okay. It's uh, it's almost like you're jumping into a big vat of slaw. Yeah, um, if you will. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 different. I'm not going to say it's fun. Yeah. It's not. It, no, it's not fun. No. But it is it's different. Just, it's something that I teach my kids, like not everything's fun. No, and you're like, jump into this pile of cabbage now children young right. ladies it's like and some like, things just need to be done yeah. for the family exactly my parents did it to me their parents did it to them uh something that i enjoy doing um i around this time of year usually uh mid-august mid, mid-october uh i get my annual teeth cleaning at dr bauman's halloween themed dental office <laughs> mm. uh it costs a thousand dollars for a basic cleaning but is well worth it uh, I don't know if you, do you want to know the details yeah. of what a Halloween themed dentist office is? I'd sure. love to. I, yeah. It's exactly like a regular dental office, except he just plays monster mash on a loop. So mm. uh, well worth the money though, this time of year, well worth the money. Not familiar with the song, but. No, okay. That's a, it's a fun one. It's called, it's a fun, it's, yeah, it was, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll t- it was, it was a graveyard. It goes something a little bit that. like monster mash, monster mash, monster, monster mash, monster, monster mash. mash. Yeah, this goes something like that. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, that's bringing up Chim Chimney again. Uh, really hurtful, David. Really, really hurtful. No, hey, David, I any, didn't, uh, I any didn't activities that you did, look forward did, to any, this any, fall? Any fun alt- autumnal activities, David? Um, just making love to pumpkins. <laughs> yeah. <that's, laughs> you know? The, 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 uh, when I lived with David, you know, we'd put the jack-o'-lanterns out, and the, you know, the children would come to trick-or-treat, and they'd be like, that, that, that jack-o'-lantern has a weird face. So got a lot of holes in his face. And we're like, well, they're like, what kind of knife did you use for that? I'm like, well, kids, uh, it wasn't a knife. Uh, this is my roommate, David. He's a parole officer and he made love <laughs> to this pumpkin over and over again. And I mean, I- you know what? I kind of go with the, um, with the uh, Amazon box theory. You know, like if someone gets a box from Amazon and they don't go out and get it from their porch in time, then you can just do whatever you want with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, why would you leave that pumpkin out there all that time by itself? Yeah. If you didn't want somebody to go touch it. And that's what David would do. He would go up to neighbors' pumpkins and make yeah. sweet love to those neighbors' pumpkins sitting outside too on their front porch, in their driveway, you know, sometimes in the front window too. I don't even know how he got in their house, but uh, it was, you know, no pumpkin was safe back then. That's all I have to say. Here's a safe tip um, make sure that there's no candle in it. Because uh, that can be a bad situation. Unless I, you're into that. Yeah, I did have to run out one one Halloween. I did have to run out to a uh, 24 hour CVS to get some back team. Ooh. And it was yes. not, uh, that was not a good scene. That, that I do like the Elton John song, Candle in the Pumpkin. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, that's, that's a nice that's, one. That's, that's what, like that's what Candle that's in the Pumpkin. Um, sitting there looking all sexy, teasing me. I just want to make love. To hold me closer, holy pumpkin. That's even a different. You most, just say hold me closer, horny pumpkin. Yes. <laughs> the, the the most of Elton John's repertoire was pumpkin, pumpkin based. Themed. Yeah. Yeah. So um 
If anybody- Saturday night's all right for what, guys? What is Saturday night all right for? Yeah. Pumpkin foot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, one fall activity my family loves. We call it September night hikes. September night hikes. We only okay. do it in September. Okay. What we like to do is uh, we skulk around the neighborhood or a, a secluded path in the park at night dressed up as our favorite Halloween character, like Jason or Michael Myers or Freddy Krueger, mm-hmm. Candyman, yep. Slenderman. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of like skulk around the paths. I think I, I think f- f- families who skulk together stay, stay together. That's the way nice. that I, that's the way I look at it. But only in September. You just brought that up. Uh, I don't want to talk too much about it, but uh, uh, Chim Chim Chantry and I last night just watched a Slenderman documentary. We watched a documentary about Slenderman, and it was uh, I'm scary. Just was that was it the one where all the girls are like um, becoming evil because of Slenderman? Yes, because of Slenderman. It was great. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot of fun. It was Quick fun- question: yeah. Candyman Halloween costume dedication level blackface or no? I have pictures, David. I'll, I'll share them with you. Cool. I've seen them. Yeah. I'll, we'll, we'll take that question all fair, David. We, we can David, edit we'll take, that. We'll we take can, that question all fair. What, if, what, what would you go with John Candyman? It's a yeah, hybrid, like, hybrid hmm. costume. It's like Uncle Buck, but he's got like butterfingers on him. I think that, that would be a fun be a fun outfit. That murderer is just cute and cuddly. <laughs> uh, here's something that I do. Uh, a jolly murderer. <laughs> Um, the, uh, here is something fun that I do that I'm actually doing for the first time this year. Uh, I'm setting up anybody's willing to do it. I'm doing it at a drive-in in New Jersey. So you can obviously mm. distance. I'm doing a 24 hour, uh, horror movie festival, uh, this year that I am, uh, curating. It's called the first 10 fest. Okay. First it's 10. called the first 10 fest. And basically it's a 24 hour horror movie marathon, but I'm just showing 24 hours of just the first 10 minutes of every horror movie when everything's just kind of nice still. Mm. So it's all the horror movies, but it's none of the bad stuff. It's none of the violence. It's none of the gore. It's none of the scary stuff. It's just, it's all just very nice 10 minute vignettes about just like nice small towns in New England. Or so I could bring my kids and yeah, be perfectly fine. Yeah, nothing, nothing goes awry. Nothing. So you're not going to play the first 10 minutes of the movie up. <laughs> Uh, that's the last one, and that's okay. the hook. That's what I I lull, I lull people into thinking everything's going to be okay, mm-hmm. and that, and then is is what I call I up them is what I do. Is I um. use that as a verb. Um, I was like, all right, all right, boys, up them, and then they put that on. <laughs> Anything else, you guys? Any good uh, autumnal activities? I do enjoy, uh, you know, farmers markets. I don't know if you guys are fans, but sure. uh, mm. I like to go put on my very my shortest pair of short short running shorts like yeah. the the smallest possible and he's got some mm. short ones david um and We're then talking, i just like uh, to get up a, a good sweat John and then Stoppin. i like to just run through a farmer's market and just stop and go pretty much to every booth okay. ask for samples yep and just kind of make it a uh, enjoyable a lot of breathing a lot of heavy like coughing breathing mm-hmm. around people I think that's a fun one. That's, that's, that's a good fun. one. And just a lot of short shorts doing some stretching. Like you're just like, there's sort of like an apple butter table that mm-hmm. you put your leg, put your up, leg on. up on the apple mm. between Stret- two stretch the hammies. Yeah. Between right. two. Yeah. You just yeah. put the two legs and you just, Hey, look at me. And then you just pass ah, stretch it Sir, out. Could you, uh, your foot's in our cornucopia. Would you mind? I'm sorry. Yeah. Just sorry. Just, yeah. <laughs> By the way, uh, I do have a good cornucopia guy. If anybody mm. out there, huh. just let me know. I can hook you up. Got a really good cornucopia guy. 
Um, my last one that I that I like to do, my final uh, autumnal activity that I'm, um, it's a thing with and uh, Jeff. I wanted to invite you to do this this year with me, David too, yeah. if if you want to get get mm-hmm. sort of running. Um, it's a race that I've done for the last few years. It's a lot of fun. It's a very sort of a loose race. It's not a highly sanctioned or official race, but a lot of people do it. Uh, it's on the first day of hunting season, so it's on opening day of deer hunting season, mm-hmm. so like mid November. I believe, and uh, it's called the first day hunting season fur coat 5K. And mm. what you do is you you get up the morning of first day of hunting season, you put on a fur coat, and then you run a 5K through the woods. And uh, yeah, and it's uh, it's you know you know pretty fast, Chip. There's a lot. Yeah, qu- I I would say more quick than fast. Quick. A lot of. It's not a straight run. It's a lot of ducking and diving you kind of want to zigzag yes yeah 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 it's, it's not you don't want to go for a straight shot uh touching on the um the scary movies we were talking about earlier the candy man's the slender man's when you guys were kids and you were watching scary movies not the first 10 chip this has nothing to do with your first 10 festival sure. Sure. you're watching a full hour and a half two hour horror movie what scene from a horror movie as a kid haunted you to this day where you're still pretty hesitant to rewatch the movie. And I will follow it up with what scene from a horror movie recently that has also put you in a bad place. It's a great question. Hmm. I'm going to, I'll start off, just get the ball rolling. Okay, go ahead. Um, the Exorcist three, not what Exorcist one. Exorcist. I was three. just going to say that. I wonder if it's the same scene. I, I think I do, go say it. I think I have. The All same I'm going to say is two words, Chip. And if hospital scene, the the statue. It, it was it was like a statue where like you see something going through the the it's, it's a hosp, the hospital hallway. It's a long. It's a great shot cinematography wise. It's yes. just a long shot down a hospital hallway. Yes. There's not a lot going on. And the shot stays there uncomfortably for a long time. Orderlies, nurses, doctors just milling about, and that's all I'm going to say. And then something unexpected happens. That's the that's the exact one oh. that I have. I re- and I, I remember this. I was I was sitting in my friend Chris Kelbel's house. We were in like mm-hmm. eighth or ninth grade watching it, and we just we totally flipped out. And because um, I, I remember I was I wanted to be like a film historian. I wanted to go back and see all the classic films when I was a kid. And I was in like middle school or whatever. And I rented The Exorcist, the original Exorcist. Yep. Watched it, expecting to be horrified. I didn't get that scared. But that scene in The Exorcist 3, one of the scariest things I've ever seen in my life. Yep. In the hospital. Yep. Highly, highly recommend. David, are you a horror movie guy? I didn't even know there was an Exorcist 3. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> I think it's uh, I think it's uh, Exorcist Three: Citizens on Patrol. I believe. Yeah, it's actually Gutenberg's in it. Yeah, very young Carrot Top mm-hmm. and uh, Lori Loughlin. Yes, yeah, and uh, and uh, Bobcat Silverberg. Mm. It's not Bobcat Goldthwait. He had already moved on, but it's a different Bobcat. I have seen Exorcist Four though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just was, weren't aware there was. A you th- just thought they skipped one. <laughs> it was oh, Exorcist like, like um, Spooks on a Plane. Oh, okay. <laughs> And, I would uh, do that Samuel L. Jackson voice right now, <laughs> uh, but I'm not going to. <laughs> the uh, Actually, I tapped out of scary movies at a very young age because I was like, Freddy, I was like, fuck this. I was like, 
no. I was like, I'm not watching any of these. I was like, that's enough. That's enough where I don't need to see any of these anymore. So I didn't watch a scary movie again. Aren't, until- aren't you proud of young David for just being like, because most little kids would be like, nope, I got to keep watching, keep watching. You're like, I didn't do a lot of great things when I was young, but the one thing I'm most proud of, I said, no more horror movies. Yeah. Then, oh, it makes your life that much better. A hilarious thing that happened was uh, I was in Houston, Texas at that young age, probably like between like four and 12 kind of thing. And one of my friends, his little brother's name was Houston. And so they used to have themes at, uh, at Six Flags every year, like, like the haunted Halloween thing. And right, Freddy, right. Freddy was a theme for like six years straight. So they had a commercial for it and they'd be like, Houston, I'm coming for you. And it'd be Freddy <laughs> with the clothes. And the little kid, his name is Houston. He doesn't know he lives in a city named Houston. You couldn't explain it to him. And he just lost his shit. It was a fun, hilarious. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, but I'm trying to think. Um, uh, just the, there was some scene with Freddy where they like, I think they sunk into the bed. Yes. Maybe and the, everything was supposed to be good. And like they like sunk into the mattress kind of thing. I'm thinking there was, was something like that. Yeah. With Johnny Depp, I think one of his first roles was, was one of the nightmares. Night, nightmare. I think it was the yeah. original nightmare. Yeah. And nightmare, I think yeah. he was the one who was in bed where that sinking kind yeah. of. Yeah. 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 And like their arms are flailing. And I think maybe blood sped out of it, maybe. I can't remember. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Like sucked in. And, yeah. and like, I never got too freaked out by gore or anything like that. It was always like the weird ones that sat with me. Yeah. The worst. Uh, yeah. Like, I'm a big Hitchcock fan. Uh, Larry? One, What's that? Larry? Uh, uh, Jameson. Jameson. Jameson Hitchcock. Hitchcock. Yep. That was Ronaldo. I, uh, there was a, and it might have actually been an Alfred Hitchcock Presents or like a, not a Tales from the Crypt, but like one of those like mid to late 80s uh, like reboots. Remember they were doing those like it would be like on Channel 17 or something like that where it was like, it was like a new Alfred Hitchcock Presents. I don't think it was Twilight Zone, but it was like one of the new reboots. There was an episode with, I think his name is David Lander squiggy squiggy sure squiggy fame and he played like this doting husband of this woman who was just terrible to him Mm -hmm. and she was like cheating on him but he like loved her and he would always play like it was something like he would always play her birthday on the numbers on the uh on the lottery and he dies he like has a heart attack and dies and she buries him and she's all excited to get rid of him because he's dead and she can be with her new boyfriend and then the next day she hears the lottery numbers and he had won and she knew he played him. And then she remembered that he put the lottery ticket in the breast pocket of his suit that he was buried in. So her and her boyfriend go mm. to dig up the body to get the lottery ticket. And that's all they'll say. And it's one of, and this is on regular, you know, network television and one of the scariest things I've ever, uh, Never thought you'd be afraid of of Squiggy. No, not at all. <laughs> Did he uh, do the Squiggy voice, or was he doing? Was he stretching his uh, acting ability there? You know, he he stretched a little bit. That's Good. and that's what I liked about him. That's what I respect about uh, Mr. Da- uh, Sir David Lander. Sir. Um, <laughs> two recent ones that stick with me. One is one one is one one that I've seen recently. Uh, that's older, but one another one. Uh, not necessarily a horror movie, but have you guys seen the movie The Lobster? The Lobster. The Lobster. Yeah. I've heard. Yeah, I. I... Uh, great movie. Dark, dark, dark. Super comedy. Dark, right? Sort of comedy. Uh, Colin Farrell's in it. Who doesn't mm-hmm. look anything like himself? Uh, 
it's not a horror movie, but it, it sat with me. I my good friend Ryan Hill from uh, Steel Stacks, David James knows him of Bethlehem fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, he ran, I mean, runs or ran before COVID all of the comedy shows at the Arts Quest Center in Bethlehem, and he also ran the movie theater and he like put all the movies together. And he's like, you got to come up early. I was doing a Thursday night show there. He's like, come up in the afternoon, see this movie, The Lobster. You got to see it. It's amazing. I went, I watched it. And he came into the theaters to watch it with me. The lights come up afterwards. And he's like, so what did you think? And I was so angry at him because I was like, I have to do an hour of comedy now. <laughs> after seeing one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen in my entire life. But, but it was great. It was amazing. It was really, it's really, really good. Uh, it's not for the faint of heart. Uh, but The Lobster is a great movie. And then also something, very old movie that I saw, but I just saw this past year for the first time ever, Sleepaway Camp. Mm. It's familiar with Sleepaway Camp. Uh, early 80s, Friday the 13th ripoff, literally about Sleepaway Camp. Horribly acted, a lot of like New York, New Jersey actors. I think you would enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Jeff, so good accents. Really mm. great accents. Terrible, terrible acting. The movie is not very good. It just takes place at a sleepaway camp with a bunch of kids, uh, really cheesy. And I'm like, I love that campy stuff though. Like literally campy stuff. It's like, I love dumb horror, poorly acted uh, horror movies from the eighties. Very nostalgic. Love it. Uh, And I'm like, I was just enjoying the ride because I was like, this is so dumb. This is so bad. And then the last four minutes of that movie are the maybe the most horrifying four minutes I've ever watched in cinema history. Was this one of those movies where all the the teens are like in their mid to late twenties, like the teen guy, or were some they actually? Them, but I think some of them were definitely like younger. So, oh, nice. but yeah, but I do. I always always enjoy that because, it's, and that was always something I think I looked forward to when I was even like the John Hughes movies because I was a big John Hughes fan when I was like eight, and I'm like, oh, that's what a teenager is. Yeah. A 35-year-old Emilio mm. Estevez. <laughs> That's what I want to be someday in the next years. Nice. Um, one recent one, if you don't watch horror movies anymore, and I really don't. I'm like you, David. I'm like, I, there's enough horrible shit in the world. I don't need to be depressed during entertainment time. The last <laughs> one I watched was 12 years ago, and I haven't watched a horror movie since because it messed wait, me up. Wait, I thought you were going to say 12 years 12 of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's not real. That never. Yeah, happened. I'm not into that fictitious movies. Fake news. Fake oh. news. Um, twelve. Years ago. Oops. Um, now, but twelve years ago, there was a movie called "Let the Right One In." I believe is Swedish, dubbed, and it has two of the most. It's a psychological thriller. It's so little blood. There's so little, but it's what's intimated that happens. And there's a scene in Let the Right One In, which all I'm going to say is swimming pool. Like okay. I said, Exorcist Three, Hospital Corridor, mm-hmm. Let the Right One In, swimming pool scene. And that, like a young David, I just said, I'm done. I'm checked out. No more, <laughs> no more horror for this guy. It's nothing but music documentaries, Finding Bigfoot, and guys in mean building cabins. That's it. Yeah. That's oh, all. yeah. Actually, you know what? I, I I'm going to change my answer. Something just popped in my head. Brother, I have come back to horror now just because I'm an adult. Yeah. The con- not scared anymore. But but the thing is, I'm so critical with it. I might add the comedy mind. So I'm like an asshole now. So like <laughs> I could just pick things apart and not get scared. Um, the conjuring movies are pretty good. They're really well done, the current okay. ones. Um, but back in the day, I'm gonna change my answer. It was the Exorcist 2, I wanna say. Oh. 
there was an actor who was actually dying of cancer. And so he looked like death, literally. And it was a guy who was walking by the house trying to get in. And he just kept on saying, let me in. Come on, let me in. And then like, he's talking to the little girl and then like, he's like, you're gonna die in there. Yep. Wait, are, wait, like, that's Poltergeist 2. Pol- yeah, I'm sorry, Poltergeist 2, yeah. sorry, Poltergeist yes, 2. Yeah. That guy, that guy scared me to death when I was a kid. Yeah, I was like, that was so freaking freaky because like, you know, like as a kid, I didn't had no concept of cancer or whatever, but it's like, just the fact that he was dying and he was doing that role, like it was just a perfect storm for that scene to just come off so freaking creepy. Picture so the casting scary. directors just like, you know, you're reading whatever the trades cast you're looking for. Yes. <laughs> very <laughs> near dead cancer patient. And you're like the yeah. actor, like, oh, this is good. This is, yeah. This is what, yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. What's, what freaks me out now is real life stuff. Yep. So yeah. when I watch like a documentary and like mm-hmm. horrible things are happening to people, like that's like the scary thing for me now. Or it's just like, oh my God, like that, that happened. Kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Anything, the, any documentaries, like, you're not going to believe what happened in this small Russian town. And you're like, I, I'm not going to watch it because I can believe it probably yeah. wasn't good. If it was probably terrible. At all good. There's yeah. this movie called Dear Zachary. Oh. I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but nope. oh boy. <laughs> nope. The ending to that one. No. I had convinced some friends to watch it on purpose. And each person had called me or texted me immediately after, like, cursing me out. Yep calling me a like just yeah. like people that had never even had gotten mad at me before <laughs> like everyone was livid at me for convincing them to watch that documentary yeah guys let's turn it to a topic not so scary because we don't want to scare people right now saturday night's supposed to be fun right we don't want them all scared i think a topic we can all get around uh and think like nostalgia is great especially during this time where we're all worried about getting a disease that could kill mm-hmm. us or loved ones not being able to leave the house. Nostalgia is important. What better nostalgia? Think about the first bike that you really loved. Oh. The first mm. bike that you were either not a hand-me-down or maybe it was a hand-me-down that you got that you really loved. And it said to you, this is me. This is a Jeff bike. This is a David bike. This is a chip bike. You think about it. I will start off with saying to show you what a extremely boring person i am when i had money to get my first decent car i bought a volkswagen passat station wagon i was in my 20s and i thought a little station wagon would be practical i could fit groceries in there Mm -hmm. other people were getting like fun cars right it worked out for ted bundy that was (laughs) yeah that's true that was a pretty fun car for him that is true (laughs) i I didn't even think that ted and i had the same (laughs) taste in cars but then that's great so when i had my first like real bike that wasn't like a hand-me-down or something i remember everybody had bmx i'm like bmx 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 and then i saw a commercial for a huffy santa fe a huffy santa fe was a 10 speed it was yellow with brown leather seat, brown leather handlebar wraps. A bike maybe made for a 35 to 40 year old person who's not really into bikes, but that's all I wanted. Did I it was have like, like the 10 speed handles, like the yes. curved handle? Okay. Yes. It was like a Santa Fe, New Mexico theme, yellow, orange with brown lettering. Okay. The complete opposite of a BMX bike. 
Yeah. Mm. And that's what I wanted. And I remember getting it and I loved it. And I remember like going out, my friends are like, what the hell's that? We, that's yeah, not, we made, yeah, the and how, kids how old were you? Fun of. I was uh, 28. 20, okay. Yeah. <laughs> going on 29. <laughs> You're not doing a bunny hop on that, Jeff. You're not doing a wheelie. No, no endos. No endos. Chip, you seem like a BMX guy. David, you also seem like a young BMX guy. Through and through, uh, <laughs> BMX. I remember getting my first BMX from my grandparents for Christmas when I was like five. Although it was sort of like a very, it was a very, he- I just remember it was a very heavy, it was a Kia <laughs> BMX. And it was, it was heavy. It was just a heavy, heavy, you couldn't really do much on it because it was, it was technically BMX. No bikes. tricks. This is a BMX bikes, but no tricks. It was, yeah. And then, but then for Christmas, when I was in like sixth grade, I got my next one and it, this is terrible. I can't remember what it was called, but it was like, okay, I had axle pegs, which was a big, yep. was a big you know, axle pegs. And mm-hmm. then that's when my brother and I got it the same year. And that's when we sort of caught up with the rest of the neighborhood. And like our neighborhood kids, like we just, we weren't never on bikes. Like it just wasn't, it, we were a ba- biker gang, but it was all, always BMX bikes. And my mom actually had, it was interesting. My mom had this, the big old seventies into eighties, like giant yellow station wagon that she could literally put like, six bmx bikes and six <laughs> kids in the back and would take us to like a school or like valley forge park and we'd ride around um but yeah we would just i mean we would just ride around and like you know build ramps uh the movie rad when when rad came out on yeah. especially on vhs i mean that was all we did we only ate kick cereal because mm-hmm. of rad uh all we wanted to do was ride hell track and uh <laughs> That was, we just did that movie and then we tried to do it. And I mean, there were no helmets involved. We never wore a helmet. We never wore pads. And I have so much, so many bruises and scrapes and things like just from like just the craziest ramps that we would build. Um, yeah. A fun fact about that movie, Rad, it was 1986. The director was Hal Needham. Hal Needham was um, a stuntman. Like he was a crazy stuntman. Really? was Burt Reynolds' best friend. And he was the guy who like pushed the envelope with all those Burt Reynolds movies like Hooper, um, you know, all the crazy car movies. Mm -hmm. And he actually turned into like, you know, an auteur, if you will, like a director. But like, because BMX was so popular and he was a stuntman, he's like, oh, I have a movie I want to do. And that's why all the tricks are pretty rad. They really, they really are. Yeah. Cause David they, BMX guy, BMX people. Um, we made fun of the Huffy kids. Yeah, of course. Um, the, uh, it was all about like BMX bikes. Um, Diamondback was a Diamondback huge brand. A, yeah. My friend had a Diamondback. So yeah. Dope. Like if someone had a Diamondback, you're like, Oh wow. Like your parents have money. And, <laughs> <laughs> like, But like, yeah, you get pegs trying to do tricks and stuff like that. I eventually got into skateboarding more than biking, but uh, yeah, it was like Diamondbacks, but I had like a, discount it was like between a bmx and a diamondback maybe but like i love that thing and then i outgrew it but i still wrote it just because it was what it was kind of thing there but was my, uh what was it mongoose was big I'm mongoose was big too mongoose was big yeah yeah but my favorite of all time was uh my first motor trans second motor transportation after my big wheel big wheel is probably my favorite of all time sure big wheel was so much fun 
I had, I had a chips a... big wheel, by the way. Like the Ooh. chips. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The night. You mean the night rider? Or no, you chips the. Uh... Literally chips the cops. Yeah. Oh, I, I had the night rider version. Oh, oh, you're the night rider one because it <sighs> was that the one that literally like because there was the night rider and then there was the transformer that would literally like transform like you could like yeah. On the, it, yeah i had the night rider i remember it was black and it had like that break on it it was awesome my buddy nathan had that one i was that was a that was clutch chip yeah. which chip were you john or punch like who was on i the... was john because i look like you know a little blonde yeah. ball yeah. haircut yeah 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 but i had a tricycle that uh, that was after the big wheel and um that was a traumatic experience because uh apparently i outgrew it and instead of my parents <laughs> explaining that to me they decided to just give it away without telling me oh, something uh, that I rode every single, single day. day. And so this is how lazy they were. <laughs> Instead of just like going to some other neighborhood or something else, they gave <laughs> it to the kid across the street. So you could just watch. So, so not <laughs> only did I find out that it's gone, but I find out that they gave it to the kid across the street at the same time. Oh, and I'm uh, like, like if you go like five blocks away to a four-year-old that's like taking yeah. the tricycle to africa like i was like i'm never gonna see it you know yeah. but across the street and that's how i find out fuck both of you picture oh david God. going oh steve got a new tricycle it's just like mine awesome <laughs> i'm so happy for my new I for my neighbor so angry i was livid as a four-year-old could be just livid out of my mind as you should be yeah I was like uh, 13 and I spent the summer building a bike with my buddy Dean and, you know, we were just getting parts mm. from like other people and it was a pretty good bike. We, it wasn't great, but it was pretty mm. good. And I remember we painted it and I went to Dean's house and I left it there. We went to go play manhunt or something stupid, came back and it was gone. Uh, and I was like, God, how could it get stolen? I was all bummed out. And then I find out, Dean's older brother, Russ, who they're both into punk. They're like, yeah. Russ was literally one of the first punk rock kids. He would take to train in New York, CBGB shows. His punk rock friends would come down and hang out and it was great, but he was also super intimidating. He took my bike within the hours that I was playing Manhunt and sold it to a friend of his. Wow. And I was too scared to be like, when Dean told me, he's like, oh yeah, my brother sold your bike. And I was <laughs> like, Oh, okay. okay. I, I guess I don't have a bike now. And, and good for us. The scariest guy on the block made some money. Uh, I had a friend steal a bike. I got it back from him, but he actually is in federal penitentiary. He never got out, but um, he used to like steal bikes in the neighborhood and he would turn the seat vertical and then he would pull his pants down and he would just ride through the neighborhood with his butt cheeks out and the seat pointed towards his asshole and he would just pedal around like that for hours just because he thought it was funny. And then he would go rob footlockers with a gun and uh, and then come back and meet us and we'd play basketball. It's great. Kids are great. Yeah. Childhood, kids. Kids. kids being kids. Wacky kids. Kids being kids. Wacky stuff. Uh, Guys, by, we are... By the way, there is another... Uh, uh, speaking of rad, if you go back a few years, yeah. there was an Australian movie... I don't know if you know where I'm going with this, called BMX Bandits. Yes. Uh, Nicole Kidman, I yep. believe her first film as a teenager. Mm. Uh, great, terrible movie. And it's mostly just kids riding around on BMX bikes. And it's, uh, we'd watch it constantly. Some good accents, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, E.T. E.T. made you want to get a BMX bike. Yes. Or e. like e. a dirt. Yeah. Yep. E.T. made you want to get one. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I'll, I'll quickly tell you my ET story, Chip. I think I told it to you. Opening night, ET in the theaters. This is how old I am. We were really little kids. My Mr. Garrett, my buddy's dad is a policeman, Marine, tough as nails guy, but took us all to see early show, Eatontown Theater, ET. We leave the theater, most amazing. We're, we're just like, this is the greatest movie in sure. the world. Mm-hmm. The line for the late show or the normal show, we went to the early one, was literally just wrapping around the theater. Mr. Garrett pulls his van, crowded parking lot, drives right up to the front of the theater to get out. I roll down the window and I'm like, hey, everybody, E.T., E.T. And everybody's like, E.T., E.T. I'm like, guess what? They're like, what? I'm like, he dies but comes back to life. Bye. Wow. And he pulls away and he just turned Mr. Garrett turns and goes, that's a real asshole move, Jeff. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh shit. Cause all my friends are laughing. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. the whole ride in silence <laughs> on the way home. And I was like, oh my God, that was he, not cool. He used an adult word. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's the thing. He was like yeah. green. He would never, you know, he was just yeah. one of those guys who knew how to be a dad. And yeah, he was yeah. like, that's a, Asshole move, Jeff. And I'm like, Whoa. yeah. <laughs> I remember I was five years, I was like five years old when ET came out. And I think I saw ET in the theater literally like five or six times just because like everybody wanted to go see it. But I think they kind of felt like they almost like needed a child to take to go see it because it's sort of a kid's movie. So like every aunt and uncle, both sets of grandparents. I think I went like six times to see ET uh, when when it came out as a five year old. And like neighborhood best. neighborhood teens are like, we want to see it, but hey, but yeah, Chip. just kidnap a young yeah young Chip Chantry. And I it would, is kidnapping season, so <laughs> it is kidnapping season exactly. Call back, call back, guys. We have four minutes left in this show. We try to cap it at an hour and a half. People's attention spans are not great. Um, I, che- I checked out like forty five minutes ago. Oh yeah, that's fine. Especially that's fine. Chim. Is Chim still watching? Chim, we don't know. Chim, Chim. Oh, speak, speaking of which, we are going in for the close. I guess I should let Stephen Charlesworth know if I have accepted his apology or not. Yeah, uh, mm. I've done a lot of thinking about it, uh, and I'm going to say, no, I have not. Okay. I will not accept the apology. Chip, the last show you showed us, you took off your hat, you showed us an amazing head of hair. We were all amazed yes. at the yeah. Chris Gaines hairdo, the yeah. the Christian rocker hairdo. It looks to me like things are a little different. Looks a little shorter on the sides. Yeah. Would yeah. you treat the ladies, treat the gents to uh, what's going on under that hat? Yeah. Uh, speaking of speaking of uh, Chim Chantry, uh, did it just the other day. Uh, just went along and uh, took the sides off. I wear a hat all the time now. So, mm. uh, I mean, mm. if you want to take a guess and picture what it's looking like back there, did she cut it all off? Let's take a look. Uh, here's what it's looking like uh, under under my, uh, m- under my hat. Here we go. I love it. Mm. <gasps> I he love it. He tricked us. He tricked us. Look at, look at this. I it love is, it. Uh, long uh, flowing locks right there. However, uh, if you take it back, it looks like I am uh, play, oh. playing bass for a uh, Primus <laughs> tribute band. It's, uh, I, can, I can put it in a ponytail if I want to, but uh, the sides and the back are all gone. They're all missing. Uh, but I love it. Top, when are you moving the fish town? Uh, yes. Uh, I, actually, I actually get a free apartment. There's no running water or electricity. I get a free apartment of fish town with this haircut. Uh, that right sounds here. about right. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's what we're dealing with right there. I figure, you know, like, why not? This is the longest my hair has ever been. I think mm-hmm. uh, in my life, but it's like, who has to see it besides uh, the wife 
and uh, you know, I just tuck it up in a hat. Great job, Jim, Jim. Yeah. There we go. David, where can we see you uh, coming up? Um, are you going to be available wearing a mask in front of maskless people anytime soon? <laughs> um, I'm going to be at Punchline on Thursday. Awesome. Jake Matera and friends, even though I would never, ever, ever be friends with Jake Matera. No, Understood. God no. Understood. God no. Um, He's a mean son of a bitch, Jake. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He's such a fucking asshole. Just oh. an attitude like no one's business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my god, dude! I had like these cookies that were like for um charity for the homeless, mm-hmm. and I had like, and he just started smashing them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was just like, "Screw them, mm-hmm. stupid homeless." Yeah. yeah, we're we're very anti Jake Matera in this show. From Jake Matera. Yeah. Um, so- that's Thursday, and then uh, just some rando stuff. I'll probably be posting. A lot of Zoom stuff. Working on a podcast that's going to come out soon. Oh, fantastic. Um, and then, you know, random crap here and there. Chip, any random crap here and there for you coming <laughs> up? Uh, just, you know, uh, just doing my thing here. Um, I, I do have some, uh, we're doing some corporate gigs, which is fun. Mm. It's inter- it's a whole new uh, horror of like, you know, people <laughs> at like four in the afternoon who are like finishing up a business work day who are like, and by the way, we have a special treat for you comedy so doing some of that um but yeah just no uh seem enthused chip exactly no find me at at chip chantry on all the social medias uh, i will say you know what I, I do have to think about it we did just have labor day mm-hmm. which i like to consider summer's christmas as mm-hmm. most people call it uh so in summer's christmas uh the spirit of summer's christmas i will forgive stephen charlesworth for okay. uh for the horrible terrible awful things that he said uh, to me uh, uh, about uh, your wife right um so i will forgive him uh but yeah dude, if, just follow me at chip chantry on all of those things how about you jeff where can we find you don't please don't i oh. i want to i the the anonymity the obscurity that i live in i'm fine with that there's there's nothing i can offer besides what i'm offering right now yeah i understand under understood, understood. david where can we find you uh at d james comedy and at david james comedy on the social medias Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for joining us, DJ Comedy. If that is your real name, mm-hmm. not, I think we firmly established that. We have. Chip, enjoy your night. David, Jeff, enjoy your night. David, We're going to play that theme that we all love so much. This is where we all wave it to camera. This we do. This wave at camera music right now. Wave to camera music. Wave to camera music.